0: Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday evening here, May the—oh, not Monday. I'm sorry. It's Tuesday (laughs) evening, May 10th, currently 6.30, close to 6.30 on the East Coast, here to talk some very, 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 very early NFL prop betting, and joining me to break it down today is my main man on the West Coast, co-host of the Fantasy Football Podcast, co-host of the nascar gambling podcast does so much riding all over the place the man is as busy as i am but it's my main man rod via gomez right how are you feeling this uh tuesday afternoon
1: buddy it's not even monday over here Off as much of a time difference as we have it's not monday <laughs> ever, but it's monday somewhere right yeah. i don't know uh no i'm good i'm good hey keep your ears open phil i know you lifted off everything that i've been doing lately but there's uh there's another project coming down the pipe, a CFL gambling podcast. Coming there we up. go. So keep an ear up for that.
0: There we go. I mean, it's just so much things have happened on the sports gambling podcast network within just the last year. It's been crazy how many more podcasts that we have on our network. You know, recently launched WNBA uh, podcast with my main Matt Terrell. Um, we got the Zed gambling podcast. Uh, NASCAR launched this year with you and uh, Cody over there. I'm sure you guys are killing it. If the sports, if we have betting odds on it, we're covering it on the sports Gambling Podcast Network. Like Rod said, now we have a CFL pod coming as well uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, so stay tuned for that. But promise you guys that we were going to start getting into some NFL content as we kind of get closer and closer and closer to the NFL season. Um, training camp is going to be here before we know it. The dust has kind of settled here on the uh, draft, or sorry, on the, yeah, the draft and... I guess teams had made, you know, made their moves with the trades and things like that. You know, we talked about it when we did our uh, draft prop cast, but um, I do remember I hit my best bet on the draft pop, prop cast. I took the Brees hall under 39 and a half. I think you ended up with the jets at 37, I believe. Uh, Rod, how did your draft uh, betting go? My man.
1: Uh, when was that? That was so long uh. ago. <laughs> <laughs> keep track of our days sure, anymore. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure we hit a couple of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I know that there was a couple of bets that I threw out there that uh, I definitely knew hit. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we did all right overall with our, our props on the draft.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, Dan joined us for the draft prop cast, and then that was a lot of fun. Prop uh, betting for the, I, I think, for like any drafts is really like my favorite. And it just is, it, and you really have to keep track of the steam that some of the, these guys pick up and, and how their positioning kind of falls, because, you know, and if you're really able to shop around and find the right numbers, I mean, there's a, a bet that I took on was, it, I think it was uh Quay Walker. I took it under 33 and a half on him and the market had already moved all the way to 20 and a half on his prop. So I was able to get a very, very nice middle on, on that, uh, on that player prop or on that draft prop. So that was exciting. It was a fun draft. Um, getting killed it this year but we're gonna talk about some NFL MVP odds today me and rod are gonna just you know talk about it we're gonna talk through the odds oh courtesy of win bet of course we'll, we'll go through the odds um, and we'll kind of kick it from there but rod um, let me start with this I kind of compiled a list uh, of the last 11 quarterbacks and this was something I did last year and I put it out on my Twitter of just kind of looking at what that there was some type of pattern that kind of fell into these guys that were winning the award. So, this is dating back to the 2011 season. I'll get your thoughts on this as well as we kind of go through this, and then we'll talk about the uh MVP odds over on win bet and what, what we like and what we don't like. But I went back all the way to 2011 and this is the past 11 years. So, the past 11 winners of the MVP award have um. 10 of the 11 have been quarterbacks. We know it's pretty much an offensive award. The last non quarterback to win it was Adrian Peterson back in the 2012 season, where I believe he had that 2000 uh, rushing yard season. Uh, I think he broke the record, obviously, and they gave him the award, the NFL MVP award, but I kind of went back and looked. So what I did is I took the, I looked at the team record. I looked at how they did in the division Uh, I looked at, you know, their QBR ratings and what their uh, playoff seeding was for that year, for that particular uh, quarterback that did win it. So I'm going to take out Adrian Peterson out of this list. And so 10 out of the last 11 years, like I said, have been quarterbacks. Three of them, oh sorry, four of them have belonged to Aaron Rodgers. All 10 quarterbacks had uh, a record of at least 10 wins at least actually 11 wins in that span. Every single one of those quarterbacks won their division. Uh, Let me see here. Eight of those 10 quarterbacks were number one in QBR rating. And six of those quarterbacks had a playoff seeding as the number one overall seed for their respective conferences. So there was some type of pattern that I was able to find. I think the one thing that really stuck out to me was a QBR rating and the playoff seating, because of the last four winners between the back-to-back awards for Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, and then Patrick Mahomes, those guys were number one in QBR rating. And those guys were the number one overall seed in their respective conferences, Rod. So that's where I kind of started looking at it. I know it's fun to look at defensive players and some offensive non-quarterback positions but that's where I kind of started my list. I, what did you find anything other than that when you were kind of maybe looking at MVP odds from previous years, or when you were kind of handicapping and looking at guys doing the MVP for the upcoming season?
1: You know, and I wanted to, like you said, it's fun. It's fun to look outside of the position of quarterback for anything other than than what you're looking at. And there's some really meaty odds out there for some guys that aren't quarterbacks that I I feel like could should really, to be honest with you, have won the m v p award and I'm gonna break out and say Cooper Cup last year, yeah I, in my opinion, probably should have won the m v p award. I know Aaron Rodgers was a sexy name, but I mean hell, even Tom Brady threw for five thousand yards, and he still didn't get the look so i don't I don't know to be honest with you moonoff when when you talk about the m v p award it almost just feels like that high school uh election that you know who should win. <laughs> The President but yeah. you know who's going to win the presidency yeah. so uh, you look at all those stats and you're right that pattern does emerge and and really you could make a solid case for that every single year, but I still don't think even between Aaron Rodgers maybe Mahomes in the year that he won it Brady in the year that he won it but outside of that i don't I don't know maybe even Manning if you want to go back that far yeah uh, deserved to win it but uh, some of these other guys you're just like they were the splashy flashy names and I don't, you know, necessarily know what they were favorited going into it, but you got to think that they were they were up there still, and they were the names all season long.
0: Yeah, and what I kind of found when I went back and looked, and I pulled up the preseason odds, and I think the longest shot to win the award was back in 2016, and this is over the past 11 years. So, 2016, when Matt Ryan won the award, um, he did finish up number one Q- as the number one uh, QBR rated quarterback. His, his odds were at 90 to one. And I think that was a year where they had Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator. And, you know, we know what he can do with a, I guess we can say average quarterback, because when he was the one year he was with the Houston Texans and Matt Schaub was a quarterback, that was Matt Schaub's think, best year of his career ever. And he made the Pro Bowl that year. So it really is kind of a statistical base and the big sexy name, like you talked about, it's it's always a quarterback and it's always fun. Like you said, there's some, there's a good meat, like you said, on some of the defensive players or guys, like, like you mentioned, Cooper cup last year, but I feel like at least those players like last year, when guys like Cooper cup, um, we can throw in Jamar chase from, I mean, he wasn't going to win the MVP. It was a rookie of the year award for him, but there are guys that had great offensive years, Justin Jefferson. We can throw into that conversation who had great years but i feel like those positional players really fall into the offensive player of the year award right and, and i think and i think that that the quarterback is really the position for the MVP, unless something historical happens like adrian peterson
1: well like i was going to say i mean derek henry in those 2000 yard seasons too i mean it's you could have made a case for him but yeah i mean <sighs> How is it, and, and I guess maybe we're spitballing here, but how is it that it kind of turned into... I understand that the quarterback is the most important position in the offense and, and thereby, especially the way the game runs now, the entire game. But by the same token, it's like, look, your your quarterback can only be as good sometimes as their best player. And I'll just use Cooper Cup as an example because I I, I honestly think that he should have taken home the MVP trophy last year because he was that good and that dominant. And he made Matthew Stafford a thing, which Mm -hmm. nobody really considered him to be. So he elevated not just his team, but his quarterback who is supposedly the most important player on that team. Yeah. And I
0: think that I, I kind of had an issue with Aaron Rodgers winning the award last year because Tom Brady at what he was able to do at his age last season I think that he should have got the award, and like you mentioned, that he had a five thousand, you know, yard passing season. I know his team didn't finish up as a number one team in the in the NFC, where it was, you know, the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. But if we're looking at it from a statistical standpoint, Aaron Rodgers had a worse year than he did back in twenty twenty when he won the award. And I just felt like that. I thought Tom Brady for what he did last season at his age, throwing for 5,000 plus yards, I personally thought he should have won the award. And I also see the argument for Cooper cup. And I just didn't get why Aaron, I understand it from a perspective that, Hey, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's in green Bay. It's one of the more popular teams in the NFL that they were able to get to a 13 and four record with all the things that they dealt with. But I don't know. If I was a voter, I probably would have voted for Tom Brady last year. I mean, I don't know if you have thoughts on that.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You take out, you take out even week 17 and Tom Brady had the best statistical career or year of his career. So, you know, you're telling me that if he won the MVP as as many years as he did and and he had the best year, a better year than that year, and, and he's not the MVP of this league. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I mean... Maybe the hate on Tom Brady went too far in this instance, but if you're telling me that Tom Brady with the best year of his career is not as good as Tom Brady in the best year of his career back in his early 30s, mm-hmm. where, where's the disconnect? Where, where, am I, where are you telling me that this is a, a not worthy of an MVP performance if his best year of his career before that was as well?
0: Yeah, and again, we look at Tom Brady last season, right? He threw for almost 1,200 more yards than Aaron Rodgers. He had, let's see here, he had six more passing touchdowns. He did throw eight more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers, but that's fine. I mean, they, they they were dealing with a lot of injuries, and there were games where they probably were trailing in and whatever that case might have been, but... I mean, he had what I'm looking at. He had almost 60, 70, 70 more completions. He did fall a percentage behind in the completion rate. And he was only one point in one point behind in the QBR uh, department. You know, when I talked about, when I was talking about those stats. So I don't know. I I, I would have gone Tom Brady. I think Cooper You make a valid argument. I think he would have been number two. I just don't think Aaron Rodgers was diverse, de- deserving of it last year, but Whatever the case might be, whatever the words were thinking about, like you said, he only played in 16 games last year as well. But um, again, his odds were last year, what I'm looking at from preseason on, I could be wrong, but this is what I found that Aaron Rodgers was at 20 to one. And I think that it was in the time where he was still deciding if he was going to come back to Green Bay or not. And I think that's where, you know, some betters were able to get those you no know, prices at 20 to one this season. before we get into the discussion for this coming up year, Aaron Rodgers is at 10 to one Tom Brady, nine to one to win the award. And uh, Josh Allen is the odds on favor right now at six to one, but uh, when you're in, and we'll take a quick break here before uh, we'll get into the odds here, uh, Rod, but before we get to the break, I want to get like your perspective on when you're looking at this NFL, uh, most valuable award or most valuable player award market, what are you kind of looking at as far as if you want to place a bet on a guy? Let's just say you like a Russell Wilson at fifteen to one, or wherever the quarterback or player might be. What's kind of your thought process behind if you're picking a player to win this award, or you're putting your uh, your money on?
1: So obviously you have to start at the quarterback position. I mean, yeah. your, your research needs to begin and end there because, like you said. It's fun to bet on and, and sprinkle some on these guys that you think may steal the the MVP, maybe an Aaron Donald, maybe, you know, a defensive player that you like a lot or mm-hmm. even a Cooper Cup uh, or even a Debo Samuel, because I have a feeling that this season is going to be one of those seasons that if Debo stays in San Francisco, he's going to prove why he deserved to be paid. And if he goes somewhere else, he's going to prove to San Francisco why he deserved to be paid. So this is a ball out season for Debo. Uh, but you know, again, you, you really need to look at quarterbacks and look at, I, you said his name earlier and we'll talk about it afterwards, but look at the guys that have have already historically won this because you barely, very rarely see too many new names in that mix with these same guys up there. So look to see what their situation is going into this next year. If you like it, put a ring on it, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. So.
0: All right, Ron, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here and then we'll actually dive into the odds for this upcoming year for the NFL MVP award in 2022-2023 season. So we'll be right back and we'll hear from our sponsors. We're presented by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's $50 to Win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in our same-game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a three-or-more-leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state. For a playthrough, WinBets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Coming off of the break, let's dive into these odds over on WinBet. bet. So I'm currently looking at the list here and I, you know, just for entertainment purposes and, and just to, you know, kick the tires on Rod. I'll start from the bottom and then we'll kind of work our way up and we'll just talk about quarterbacks because, and if there are guys, maybe that we think from a non quarterback position that we think have a chance to win the award, we, we, we can, you know, kind of uh, talk about that towards the end uh, uh, after we get through the list. So Right now, I'm seeing it on wind bed, The longest odds on a quarterback is going to be Tyler Heineke at 500 to 1. Any, any love there?
1: Uh, if you really want to put any sort of unit <laughs> on that just for grins and, and to track it through the year, go ahead. But yeah, Not I mean, look, I love my spring league quarterback, but the guy, yeah, <laughs> I don't know that he's going to elevate himself to MVP level in, in one season. All right.
0: Uh, so next guy up is Kyle Trask. <laughs> at two
1: hundred and one, Same thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> honestly, there uh, these guys look and, and they can always prove us wrong, but you've yeah. already laid out the statistical probabilities of what it takes for them to be able to, to get themselves to MVP level. Yeah. And I'm not seeing Kyle Trask getting himself anywhere near QB uh, at the top of the QB rating charts.
0: All right. And then in the same category at 201, we have Tr- Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Darnold at 201.
1: Now see, Both of these guys, they could play better than they've played before. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I I said it earlier in my fantasy football podcast, I don't ever want to call uh, a professional player a bad player because uh, they just need more of whatever. You know, they are professional players. Obviously, they deserve to be there. Uh, I don't, so that's why I can never call them a bad player. But, I mean, look, these guys, again, Sam Darnold was was touted to be one of the MVP style quarterbacks in this league. Yeah. He hasn't seen it happen. And I'm not sure that he's in a better position to to make it happen again this year.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're betting on Sam Darnold, I don't care if they give you a uh, thousand to one odds or a plus 100,000, do not waste your money on this guy. I- <laughs> He is going to be the he's going to see the bench before he's going to see even sniff the playoffs in his career or even an MVP award for that matter. All right. So next guy on the list at one hundred and fifty to one here, Rod, is going to be the quarterback for the starting. uh, It's going to be for the my hometown team, the Houston Texans at Davis Mills, at one hundred and fifty to one. I'll start with Davis Mills here. And look, last year. When we were or I was watching, you know, this team, and I knew that they were gonna be one of the worst teams in the league, right? They, and they ended up being based on their win total, best based on the roster that this team did have and the whole situation with Deshaun Watson, right? And Davis Mills actually surprisingly, he was pretty good to me. Um, and there was some stats out there that he I think he had the most 300 yard passing, uh, three hundred yard passing yards amongst rookie quarterbacks. He was one of the better quarterbacks in the red zone. I'm actually kind of excited to watch Davis Mills this season um, because I think through the draft with the Texans I've been able to do um, they've upgraded the offensive line. They drafted an offensive guard act at a Texas A&M you know, Laramie Tunsil is there. Ty's Howard is going to be back for this team. So, and they added a few weapons around him, right? They got Brandon cooks back. I think they signed him to an extension again. They could trade him at any time. If a team comes knocking on the door, they added, they added John Mechie. Not sure if he's going to be ready for the season. He's coming off that ACL injury, but I think that's a great pickup. But I think he's going to be better. I'm not sure that again, this team is going to win the division or or be that, you know, number one season in the AFC. So, but at 150 to one, I'm I, not for MVPS, but I'm kind of just excited to see what Davis Mills is going to be able to do.
1: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Does that elevate him to MVP status? No. (laughs) No. No, but I think the potential
0: is there for him. Not this year, not next year. Maybe the year after that, but I think this is going to be a big year to prove what Davis Davis Mills, if he's going to be a starting quarterback in this National Football League, or for the Houston Texans, or if they have to go to a different div, uh, direction in the upcoming draft next year um, for the Houston Texans at that quarterback position. But I, I really got to give it to Nick uh, Casero, what he, him, and Lovey Smith in that front office outside of Jack Easterby were able to do in this NFL draft, and I think that the Texans fans are excited how from what the what what it was last year. Going into this next year, I think we're really excited about how this team is going to turn around. I know they're still going to be bad, but the potential is always there. That and the, that, that four little word of hope, right? At the end of the day, that's what you can all, all you can ask for. I'm um, excited. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I'm excited. I know Kramer's on my side too about the Texans. <laughs> uh, all right, so next guy in this area at 150 to one. Not much to say about this guy. Carson went at 150 to one. Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Carson Wentz. Yeah. If he was uh, going to be MVP, he'd have done it at least three seasons ago.
0: Yeah. And, he, and I think back in that 27, 7, 2017 season when they actually won the Super Bowl and he went down, I think he was a front runner to win that MVP award.
1: He was. That was his yeah. best shot.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Next guy on the list. Uh, not much here for me either. Drew Locke, 100 to 1. Uh, I mean, Jared. <laughs> Dude, go, go. Ahead. If you have anything, go for it.
1: No, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's Drew Locke. I, I, I honestly, I don't think he's going to last very long. And, Seattle is going to have to find themselves something different.
0: Yeah. I think this might be the year where um, you might want to fade Seattle, especially on their winter. I'm just not sold on drew lock either, especially going to a team where Pete Carroll is still there. They still want to run the football. So, um, and again, they're still in the NFC West there. So that's a very, very tough division. Uh, Jared Goff, hundred to one. Nope. No part uh, of, no part of Detroit, <laughs> Daniel Jones and Jimmy G. Oh, let me start with Daniel Jones. You're hundred to one. I think this is a big year for him. Not for MVP odds, but what direction the Giants want to go in because they've had a pretty good offseason. Now you bring in Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills. This is going to be the year that they figure out if Daniel Jones is the future or they have to go in another direction.
1: Yeah, they got it's a short leash at this point. I mean, you, you Daniel Jones was supposed to be it. And it just never happened for one reason or another, whether it was injury, whether it was just in, you know, nobody around him that could play. Uh, Obviously missing Saquon is huge, but yeah, I mean, this is a year. If everybody's healthy, you either are going to be the future with Daniel Jones or you're going to start looking elsewhere. And look, the elsewhere could end up being the other guy that you brought up in, in Jimmy G. I mean, look, after this season, regardless of what happens in San Francisco, Jimmy G's free and clear. Yeah. Like every, he's open for business a hundred percent. So you muscle through a season with Daniel Jones and you kind of wait for, for Jimmy G to be open on the market. And maybe you make a play for him next season when, when the, the shackles are off, you know?
0: Yeah. And the next guy on the list right here is good transition to Jimmy G at 101 to one as well. Yeah. Um, right. I want to ask you about this. And again, the whole situation with, with the 49ers and I know you're the fan, so you probably have, you know, more information or you've been following the news even more. Do we expect Jimmy G to be the starting quarterback for this team? Or is it going to be Trey Lance? Cause I feel like from an outside perspective and not being a fan of San Francisco, it feels like if Trey Lance was ready, they would have already traded Jimmy G.
1: And the reports that I'm seeing from our beat writers out here is that there's just, I don't know if there's impatience, or if it's just wanting uh, Trey to be better than he is at this point. But yeah, I mean, there there's still some frustrations with Trey Lance uh, as, as far as being a starting quarterback. So if Jimmy G is on the roster mm-hmm. to start the season, he is the starting quarterback. But I said this even before the draft, yeah. and and I said this even before the draft that drafted him, in that Trey Lance, you had such a small sample size – from an FCS school again, not taking anything away from the talent that he has, but you know, a lot of these other guys sharpen their teeth on sec schools and all, you know, he had an FCS schedule and he didn't even play all of the last year. So you asked a lot of this guy and now you want him to be the starting quarterback for a franchise like the Niners, a perennial playoff team now.
0: Yeah. I feel like this, this pick for them, um, not this draft but the previous draft I feel like it was if it was a huge reach and the amount of assets that they also did give up to grab up or jump up to that number 2 spot to to draft him um it was a bit of a head scratcher for me I think that they probably could have even waited to get a Mac Jones Because Mac Jones fell right into the hands of the New England Patriots. I think that was her plan all along. But yeah, we'll we'll follow that news again. We'll uh, we'll talk more about that quarterback situation as the offseason progresses. So a couple more groups of quarterbacks here. I'll rattle these off quickly here. They're bunched together. Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, and Zach Wilson.
1: Nothing on Zach Wilson, but Tannehill is not ever in the conversation. But I feel like at some point, maybe tanny turns our heads i have a soft spot for the titans but i know he hands the ball off to derrick henry a ton and that would be the mvp if anything but uh i don't know do you see some regression
0: coming from him because they don't have aj brown anymore
1: possibly possibly Or i feel like okay go ahead no i was just saying or like he could lean on everybody else around him so yeah yeah I mean, I, I'm,
0: I don't know. I'm not a Ryan, Ryan Tannehill guy. He, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way, especially with the comments that he came out with about Malik Willis, that he's it's not his job to be a mentor. <sighs> I mean, I don't want to get into it. I'll leave it there. Uh, I think that one interesting name, especially in our SGP and community is Jameis Winston at 101, because I feel like, he is gonna be he is gonna be for sure the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, right? And they do have some great weapons around it, right? With Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas should be back for the uh for the Saints as well. Um, they also drafted, I believe, Chris Olave in the draft, they traded up to get this guy. So, and again, the offensive line is gonna be. I know they lost some guys, but I, I think they traded up to get some guys as well on the offensive line for the new orleans saints. But Jimmy, uh Jameis Winston at 101 a little bit interesting for me because I I feel like they are the second best team in that division and God forbid, if Tom Brady does suffer an injury and they have to go to Blaine Gabbard or whoever their backup quarterback is, I think that opens a window for them to come out and get this
1: division. This is where it starts to get interesting for you, huh? Yeah. For me, for this one guy at 101, I, I still don't have faith in this okay. New Orleans offense anymore. I I don't. I mean, I, and, and again, no, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a matter of, Jameis Winston is another one of those guys in the long line of quarterbacks that were drafted that had such high expectations coming in and have yet to live up to that. And it doesn't get easier as you get older. I guarantee you that much right now.
0: Yeah. Jameis is one of those quarterbacks that can go out and throw for 5,000 yards, but he can also, he will also throw 32 touchdowns, but at the same time, he'll have 33 interceptions.
1: I was going to say he'll throw for 5,000 yards and 5,000 the other way versus interception. So, yeah.
0: All right. So next quarterback on the list, uh, the Bears starting quarterback, Justin Fields, 75 to one. Not sold on him.
1: No. Now, again, that's the quarterback I wish the Niners would have taken. I feel Mm -hmm. like that would have been a much better fit in San Francisco than in Chicago. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he's still still raw. Like he didn't learn much from his, his rookie year because he got tossed into a very terrible situation. And then the
0: next two guys are going to be second-year quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones at
1: 75-1. Mac Jones, little interesting because it is it is the Patriots. And you do wonder whether or not Belichick can elevate yet another quarterback to a, a, a dominant position in the league. I mean, you saw it happen with Brady. Uh, could yeah. it be that same with Mac Jones? Yeah,
0: that's going to be interesting. I mean, he had a great rookie season last year. I mean, it was just that... I. I I did. I was I was bitter because I was holding a, a significant amount of money on Mac Jones to win the rookie of the year award. But Jamar Chase, especially after I think the first couple of weeks where he just kind of just took off and he's just well, he was well deserving of the award. I'm not going to argue that. But yeah, that was just a little bitter that. Mac Jones didn't get that award for me. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, a six round quarterback that they had with Tom Brady. And, and, you know, now look where he is. And I think Mac Jones, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a Tom Brady, but again, the the start that he had under Bill Belichick in his first year, I think as a Patriots fan, I think this you should be excited for him. And again, he's going to continue to develop uh, for the uh, New England Patriots there. Um, next quarterback, not interested at all. 50 to one. The range is going to be Baker Mayfield. Who not knows
1: right? if he's going to even play exactly or where? Yeah. Trey Lance at 50 to one. It's telling that he is higher or at least better odds than Jimmy G to win. That, that should tell you something about what uh, the books are thinking. But uh, again, if, if Jimmy's on this roster, then he's starter and you can probably toss Trey out because Trey's not going to play enough to, uh, to make it even worth putting any money on him. All right. And then the next quarterback on this list, MVP Mitchell
0: Trubisky, and starting potential i think he's going to be the starting quarterback for the steelers I, I think that kenny pickett may not be ready yet for the steelers but i think mitchell trubisky not for MVP, i think for maybe a comeback of the year award i know it's very narrative driven uh the comeback nfl comeback player of the year award but i i think for um if, if he's able to come out and get this team into the wild card at least. I think he probably is in that conversation for comeback player of the year award.
1: It's not that the Steelers were just a quarterback away from being good. We're about to find out, though. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah. and and but losing Juju is, is definitely going to hurt as well. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think Mitch Mitch starts. They didn't draft Kenny Pickett to be obviously they didn't uh, draft him to be the, the starter because he went so late in the draft. So. Uh, I think they're going to be patient with Kenny and, and let him sit back and watch Trubisky. But I, I have a feeling too that Trubisky is on a very short leash as well. Yeah. Uh, because most quarterbacks that are like this, that are like Trubisky, basically are on a short leash. If if they start to look like they're not going to produce, then bring the rookie in. You know.
0: Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. And the next two quarterbacks uh, is going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Tua low at forty to one. And Kirk Cousins at 40 to 1. Tua has kind of been the, the talk of the offseason just because of all the offseason moves that have happened in Miami, right? Bringing in Tyreek Hill. They have Jalen Waddell there. They have that, a lot of guys in that backfield that are pass catchers. Um, but left-handed quarterbacks historically not really have had success in the NFL, Rod.
1: Well, yeah, except if you are Steve Young. Yeah, other uh, than that, <laughs> like that's uh, the only quarterback that comes to mind. I know, right? Uh, no, so look, here is the thing about Tua, and, and even though he's got pass catchers, really, is he a good enough quarterback to take advantage of that? That's what we're going to see this year. It's yep. not, it's not so much as what we're going to see uh, as as far as can the pass catchers pass catchers, so because we know they can. They can right. catch. We know Tyreek can catch. Uh, we know Waddle can catch. But the, now what we're about to see is whether Tua can get that ball to them. And and they've got every running back in the league. They, I don't think they took a page out of the Niners. In fact, they took a few of the Niners running backs <laughs> yeah. and, and signed every running back out there. So And they keep c- compiling running backs behind Tua. So yeah. he's got the best situation to improve on his last year's totals. Now, is that enough to, to raise him to be an MVP? We'll see, and and that I think falls a lot on what Tyreek Hill can can bring out of him, yeah. because we saw what he did with Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. Mahomes was an MVP.
0: Man, we've talked about this a lot when we're doing the you know the season you know during the regular season we're doing our player props is you know guys about with longest receptions. Those type of props that we were talking about is guys that can get yak, and I think you were the one that really pointed this out. And I think that they have guys on this roster at the wide receiver positions, and even in that backfield, guys that can make catches and, and you know get that yak. So I think that's where it's going to be interesting what kind of you know game plan that they do have on offense uh, for Tua, because again, I just don't think that he is going to be the answer for them in Miami. But again, this is going to be a telling year for Tua for me personally. Uh, again,
1: I, for that Dolphins organization also. Uh, Kirk Cousins at 40 to one here, Rod. I wish I like Kirk Cousins, but I don't see the Vikings winning their division, let alone, you know, getting to the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah. I, did, did they recently just sign him to an extension, a two-year deal? Yeah, they did. Or am I wrong?
1: No, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They signed him because, I mean, they want to lock him down. He's the best quarterback they've got. Yeah, And and he's, you know, one of the better ones out there.
0: Yeah. Again, in this division, I mean, you still have to compete with Aaron Rodgers. Chicago should be better. Detroit is going to take a baby step forward. But again, the Vikings, I mean, they just find ways to lose games. It's always on that defensive uh, side of the the football for them. But the offense is exciting, Rod. I mean, they have what Dalvin Cook. They have Justin Jefferson. You have Adam Thielen. So, you know, you have the weapons on this team. And Kirk Cousins, he's... And you could probably answer this better. A a good fantasy quarterback. Uh, you, you tell me.
1: He doesn't lose you weeks, and that's okay. really what you're looking for, especially for a QB two or, or a fringe QB one kind of a guy. You're just looking for guys that aren't gonna aren't gonna throw up negative numbers or you know get you in the single digits, especially from a quarterback's perspective. He's always good for at least mid to, to high double digit numbers every week, or you know uh, teens, high yeah. teens uh, yeah. every week.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I mean, you know, Kirk Cousins again with the with well, the talent that he does have on the offensive side. I think that you know he's a great fantasy quarterback to have. MVP, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that one. Uh Ron, let's do this. Let's take a, another quick break here, and then we'll get into the thirty to one range where I think there are some interesting names here that we can discuss. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below the waste grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the four million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shaves on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED, LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and hair trimmer provide proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of those foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray-on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face because if you're using your Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong. The start of spring is also this marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscape is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men, age 15 to 35, and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and oh so clean this spring. So all you have to do to get 20% off and free shipping is go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. That'll get you 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, coming off of the break, continuing on this odds list here, a couple of quarterbacks that are grouped in the 30 to one range here, Rod. We have let me see. The screen just went out. Oh, there we go. All right. So Matt Ryan, Jalen Hurts, and Derek Carr all all at 30 to 1 over on Win Bet. Um, let's start with Matt Ryan. Obviously, gets the trade from the Atlanta Falcons over to the Indianapolis Colts. And for, for the Colts, it's really been a, a quarterback course carousel there. I mean, they went from the, retire- the sudden retirement of uh, Andrew Luck to Jacoby Prissett. Uh, They had Phillip Rivers last year. They went with Carson Wentz, traded him over to the commanders. Now you bring in Matt Ryan. I think that he is definitely going to be better than Carson Wentz, Um, but MVP, again, you're in a division where you're competing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, and I feel like the Tennessee Titans may take a step back as well. I think this might be a year where the Colts do get the division, but as far as MVP odds for Matt Ryan, he's still in an indoor stadium. He's in the AFC now, but Matt Ryan, does he interest you here, Rod?
1: I think if you are really just looking for guys to sprinkle stuff on this. This could be interesting. He's got Jonathan Taylor back there. Yeah. Uh, You know, he knows what it's like to have a a semi-decent running back, but he's got a really good one now. Like he's got a very strong running back that can also catch passes. Right. Um, He's got T.Y. Hilton. One of the, one of the guys that every single season people say, well, T.Y. is washed up and yet he still ends up producing at a high level. Uh, And so that veteran presence is there. He's got Pittman. I mean, he's, He's got guys around him that can catch passes. Does he have Julio Jones? No, but here's what Matt Ryan's got to do. If he wants to win the MVP this year, he's got to throw more touchdowns. Yeah. So he's got to get those guys involved to, to actually catch touchdown passes. And I think this team can do that for him. So, I mean, can he do it again? And can he win the MVP again? It's possible. I, I highly think that if you're right, if they win the division, he, it's going to have a lot to do with him. You know, because yeah. that, that was what they were away. The the only difference between last year and this year really is going to be him. The biggest one anyways.
0: Look, if the Colts play the Texans for all of their games, I bet you that T.Y. Hilton, he, he has torched the Texans secondary for God, I don't even know how long and if they play them every single week, I bet you that T Y Hilton would break the record for all time receiving yards in in a season because he always, always torches the uh, Texans. And he, he had a pretty, I mean, you know, people say he is washed up, but I mean, he still had a pretty decent games against the Texans this season as well. So um, yeah, Matt Ryan is interesting. I think definitely an upgrade for them. They're going to be a team to watch, especially in the AFC this year. Uh, but I do think that they, I think odds on, they are the favorite to win this division. Uh, and I, I, I kind of do like the Colts this year. Um, Continuing on the list, I think the second big sexy pick or the, you know, what I did see is the most picked guy for NFL uh, MVP as far as tickets and money is Sean uh, Greens, our bosses, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts at 30 to one. They had a great, um, I mean, they've added AJ Brown, obviously through the draft. Um, They had a great draft, I believe as well. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, another year of getting reps and being the full-time quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're in that NFC uh, East division where they haven't had back-to-back division winners in I don't know how many, how long. So, you know, Dallas is not going to win it. We know the commanders are going to suck. And the New York Giants are going to be the big question mark in this division because we talked about with Danny, uh, Daniel Jones. So if he's able to play good enough or, or be better than he has been in the past, it might just be a, a, a two-horse race between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Where do you stand with Jalen Hurts and this offense
1: and his MVP odds here at 31, Rod? I'm not sure that I'm sold completely on it. And again, it's not because I don't think that he's a, a good enough quarterback to be able to help the Eagles get better. But you look at his totals last year, he only threw for 3,144 yards, 16 touchdowns. AJ Brown is going to have to come out of his cleats in order to help him out. Uh you know, AJ Brown had 11 touchdowns in his best season in 2020. So even if you taught you know, give Jalen Hurts another I don't you can't give him all 11, but if you bump him up to about 25, he's still not really putting him in the conversation yeah. of how many touchdowns and yards you're 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 taking for your QBR mm-hmm. to be an MVP status. So He's going to have to, he's going to have to really step on the gas if he really wants to be in that MVP hunt. Um, Is he a dark horse? Probably, probably, but I don't know that I'd I'd put much on him.
0: Yeah. I'm not so sure either. I I still think that he needs another year uh, of, you know, being a professional quarterback and getting those reps. Because again, this, that last year was the first year for Nick Sirianni as a head coach. And we also talked about, we we didn't talk about those James Winston, is that you're now Dennis Allen is that that the head coach for the Saints now, right? And he's more of a defensive-minded head coach versus when you had Sean Payne as your head coach and offensive guru when he had Drew Brees and and you know the, the accolades that they did achieve and and you know winning divisions, they did get one Super Bowl. They were robbed of getting to the I think it was NFC was it the championship game where they got robbed on that PI call that would have put them into um the Super Bowl, but Again, I think that does matter if you have a first-year head coach and then as well as a, a starting quarterback that I, don't, I think you can take those quarterbacks kind of off the list. Um, next quarterback on the list, and I think this is probably the one most interesting to me in this range at 30-1 to one, is going to be Derek Carr um, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, get their big ticket um, wide receiver with Devontae Adams. Pair him up with his buddy back in their days from Fresno State. Uh, we know Aaron Rodgers had uh, Devontae Adams, when he won the MVP awards, you know, Derek Carr, he gets the yardage, but I think the, the one thing he really needs to work on is getting those, um, interceptions down and getting touchdowns up. Does Devonte Adams help you do that? That's 100% for sure. Because, you know, we know what Devonte Adams is, is capable of doing a great route runner, a, a red zone threat, and I think that, you no, know, them having that chemistry back from Fresno State and, and them being on the same team together, I think that's really only going to help Derek Carr. But where do you kind of sign with Derek Carr here at 30 to one to 30 to one to win MVP here, Rod?
1: There's a lot of folks that are downplaying the Fresno State connection. I mean, there, there's a lot of folks that are saying, well, yeah, but that was a long time ago. That sure. was in college, blah, blah, blah. And and I get that. I mean, I understand. But, you know, Devontae Adams is a special player and, and he obviously factored it heavily into aaron Rodgers, like you had said mvp season so it's not as if he doesn't know how to perform at that level as well 1500 yards last year 18 touchdowns the year before i mean you know the numbers pop off the page for adams and you pair him with his his old college buddy who again had the best season of his life even if you were to take out game 17 uh last year car threw for 4804 yards 23 touchdowns not the most touchdown total but you get a guy like Devontae Adams who can catch touchdowns and Derek Carr knowing how to throw touchdowns to him. And I think this maybe just brings the Raiders into that conversation and and, and makes Derek Carr a better quarterback next season. And yeah, I mean, at 30-1, to 1, this might be actually one of the ones that you should put a, a decent amount just to, you know, kind of just speculate. Yeah, again, look,
0: they they brought in Devontae Adams like we just discussed. They still have the, one of the best tight ends in the game with Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro is a receptions machine. The backfield, I know they have, I think it's Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs in that backfield. So it's really going to be the offensive line if they're really going to be able to protect him. And if he's able to get those interceptions down and kind of increase... His touchdowns, I know they're in a very tough division in the AFC West where he has to compete with Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, um, <clears throat> and also Patrick Mahomes, obviously. So, you know, at 30-1, to one, I think it, it's pretty good odds, especially, you know, with what they've been able to do with bringing in Devontae Adams. But it'll be interesting what kind of happens with the Las Vegas Raiders uh, in this upcoming season with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on that for sure. Next range, a little bit of head scratcher here for me at wide. Deshaun Watson's at 20-1. to one we're still waiting on information. If, if the NFL is going to suspend him, Uh, we're still waiting on what's going to happen with the civil suits, but at 20 to one, I'm not sure why I understand. I get why he's there at 20 to one, but at the same time, I don't get why he's at 20 to one either, Ron.
1: Yeah. I, you could very easily waste any amount of money trying to do it now because it it, would just wait I mean just wait if news comes out too and then all of a sudden the odds just start tanking for him and then if you really want to get froggy you can grab it there but at 20 to 1 not not when you're talking about in the same range as guys like Derek Carr who you know his situation and you know exactly what to expect out of Derek Carr putting any money on on him Deshaun Watson at this point is I think a fruitless effort
0: yeah I agree with that 100 percent all right so now we're going to get into the range where it's now less than 20 to one, and it's all going to be quarterbacks from here, here on out uh, for at least on the odds list. So let's quickly kind of go through here. Kyler Murray at 20 to one for me, Kyler Murray, he gets off to a great seat or start to the season. You know, the Cardinals get off to a great start and then somewhere around week eight, week nine, we start seeing those injuries pop up with Kyler Murray, whether it's a knee injury, what's is a shoulder injury and they just have a hard time closing out the season and winning those games to get those division. I think we've kind of seen that over the last two years with the Arizona Cardinals team. They added um, Marquise Brown with DeAndre Hopkins, who is going to miss the first six games of the season because of the, um, the uh, substance abuse policy that he violated. Um, still have an older now, a year older, AJ green. I'm not sold on Kyler Murray, especially at, Again, in this division, if they're going to be able able to even go out and win this N- NFC West division, but great quarterback to start the season. We get to kind of get to that midpoint again. The injuries, he they're just not good at finishing. Kyler Murray here, um, Rod.
1: Yeah, everything you said is absolutely right. I mean, they rely on him too much to run the ball as well. So uh, is he a good quarterback? Absolutely. Is he a great quarterback? Sure. Is he an MVP quarterback? No. Uh, And and really only because when you start talking about him in the conversation of an Aaron Rodgers, of a Tom Brady, of, you know, even whoever else, Matt Ryan back in the day, like those guys, you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they were, they, they had that team. They, they were, they were that team. You know, and and that's why MVP is MVP. They are the most valuable player on that team. Arizona even still likes to run. So they like to run more than they like to pass. And and so Kyler Murray is not even the most valuable player on his team because they don't they don't make him that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Again, next guy on this list. I I think that this is a very interesting name uh, and something that I may be interested in putting some dollars down on is Lamar Jackson uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, last season, his season was shortened because of the ankle injury. Uh, he wasn't able to finish the season. You know, he won the award back in 2019, and we we saw that, and we know what Lamar Jackson is able to do on the football field, right, with the just the electricity that this guy brings where, you know, he's able to make defenders miss when he's out and running um, and making defenders miss. I think for me, we're all kind of waiting on, it's Lamar Jackson taking that next step as a passing quarterback in this league. And I think we're starting to see that slowly, but surely, but I think this year is really going to be telling. And again, this team was decimated by injuries last year, Rod. Um, But at 18 to one, I kind of want to take a bite on this prize for Lamar Jackson. What do you think about Lamar going into this next season uh, for MVP award?
1: I, I, well, okay, you're going to give him another game to try, right? I mean, this is another 17-game season, yeah. so he's going to have another opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, look, the guy – Runs this offense. And we talked a lot about Kyler Murray, not being the most valuable player on his team. Well, guess what? Lamar Jackson is the most valuable player on the Baltimore Ravens. There's no doubt about that. That offense begins and ends with him, especially in what I always refer to. Anytime I talk about the Ravens, it's the triple option offense in the Ravens. Uh, Yes. Adam, I'll put a quarter in the machine for that. Uh, But I mean, look, (laughs) he is the guy. He's the point guy for that offense. And if if the baltimore ravens have success uh, through the injuries through everything that they if they have success this year it's going to be because lamar jackson can run that offense it's not really going to be anything else other than that so yes if if baltimore gets to the playoffs if baltimore gets to the super bowl if baltimore wins the super bowl like yeah. it's it's because of lamar jackson and he would be the most valuable player on that team and if if they win at all the most valuable player in the league yeah, and again, in a division in
0: in that AFC North, where the Browns' quarterback situation we just talked about, we don't know what's going to happen with Baker and Bo- and Deshaun Jack- uh Sorry, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, Pittsburgh with Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think that they're going to win that division. Uh, and I like we and like you said, he might be just on a very short leash, and they might be just ready to put Kenny Pickett in there just to create some excitement around the city and the team and the fans. Um, and then we talk about we'll talk about the Joe Burrow here in a second, but I think it might just be a two-horse race between the Baltimore Ravens because again, we they were decimated by injuries. Those guys are gonna come back. You know, we talked about their backfield with J.K. Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards last year, and all those guys ended up getting you know, torn ACLs in, in, in training camp or in preseason games. So they're going to bounce back. And again, Lamar Jackson last year, his season ended with an injury as well. So I think those guys are going to be ready to go. Um, Next guy on the list, Dallas Cowboys, starting quarterback, Dak Prescott. (sighs) (laughs) At 18 to one, I just don't understand why he is in this range Talk, I don't know. Rod, I'm going to kick it to you, man. Dak Press, just, just, just talk about this guy.
1: Well, okay, look. He's, he had 4,449 yards last year, 37 touchdowns. When you look at those numbers alone, compared to other MVP uh, candidates and everything like that, those numbers stack up. The right. problem with Dak is that when we look at the Cowboys and we look at, at what we see week in and week out, we see Ezekiel Elliott, right. Who gets the big flashy headlines. And even still, he wasn't making them last season, but buried in all of that. I feel like there's a lot of cowboy hate and that just runs in the company and that's fine. We get that. But at the same time, it's like countrywide. Nobody wants to recognize that Dak really is as good of a quarterback as he is 37 touchdowns to only 10 interceptions. Yeah. I mean, the numbers right there alone. If I were to read you that stat line, like we like people on Twitter do all the time, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you four stat lines. You tell me which quarterback is, which not very many people would say it's Dak Prescott because they're so blinded by their hate for him that they, they, they obscure themselves from the numbers. So I can see why he's at this level and I can see why he's priced the way he is. So, and I could see why you might want to throw some stuff on him just to see if, if this season shakes out any different for him.
0: I think the one thing that's really holding this, team back is Mike McCarthy. I think this is going to be his last year with the Dallas Cowboys. If they're not, if they're not in that NFC championship game this year, I think that this is going to be his last year there. And again, in the wings, we heard the rumors that Sean Payton, he's going to take a year off, you know, and I I think that's, what's going to kind of come into fruition that, Hey, you I know, uh, we read about the stuff with Miami where how they wanted to get Tom Brady and um, Sean Payne together in Miami, but it didn't work out. But Sean Payne has been linked to the Dallas Cowboys for I don't know how long. I, I just don't think Mike McCarthy is going to be able to be a, a head coach that's going to lead you to a championship, you know, for your uh, Super Bowl victory for your team in Dallas. Sean Payne is that guy that can, I think, come in and make. Dak Prescott, an even better quarterback and make that offense even better. You know, no disrespect to Kellen Moore. I think he's done a, a a pretty good job with this offense, but I just feel like that Mike McCarthy's game management and not getting. I mean, if you kind of, if we look at the offensive side of this roster, the the quarter and the, the running backs and the wide receivers that this team have, like you would expect Dak to throw at least 4,500 to 5,000 yards. I mean, last season he did have what you said, 4,400 yards, mm-hmm. close to 4,500. This is a guy with that offense. I know Amari Cooper's not there anymore. And I know, I think Michael Gallup was the one that suffered an a, a injury, but I mean, when you have like guys like CeeDee Lamb and on this roster, Tony Pollard is a pretty good pass catching back. Ezekiel, I the same thing. This guy should be in that range of 4,500 plus yards every single season. And I, I, I understand the hate behind Dak Prescott and I'm going to try to take the bias out of it. I, I agree with you that th- he does have the potential to potentially be an MVP one day, but I just don't think it's going to be because of Mike McCarthy as a quarterback, if that makes sense, the wins are not going to stack up for him as they have for other quarterbacks who have won the award. As I kind of talked about at the top of the show.
1: I don't know. They had 11 wins last year. I mean, <laughs> that hit the threshold that yeah. you laid out earlier. I'm just, but look, if, if Sean Payton can elevate his, his, uh, I think elevates my favorite word today. If Sean Payton yeah. can take his son's <laughs> high school team to the championship and win then, uh, you know, or not win, but you know, uh, did you see that movie? The Kevin I movie. I have not yet. Oh my God. Go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Sean Payton <laughs> taking a high school team yeah. all the way to the state championship. I'll have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what their odds were, but
0: <laughs> all right. Um, Netflix, you said, right. Yeah, Netflix. All right, I'll watch it. All <laughs> right, next guy on the list: uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Now, Matthew Stafford, eighteen to one.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to probably put something on him because his situation hasn't changed much. I mean, th- this team is still basically the same, rolling in it. They don't, they won't have OBJ more than likely. I don't think they do, right? I I, I don't think
0: he's been signed yet. Let
1: me no, see. He's still, I think he's still out there as a free agent, but I don't think he's coming back. So, but even still, I mean, it wasn't like he was that big of a factor. I mean, it was all. It was all Cooper Cup, anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, he was pretty good for them in the, in the playoff run.
0: I think he was important for them. Um, OBJ, and I think that you know there was a lot of stuff that they would talk about when he was there in Cleveland. That it was kind of his fault that you know what was going on, but I just don't think that it was it was OBJ. Now he went over to the Los Angeles Rams, signed with them, and now he has a Super Bowl ring. So here we are uh, for uh, uh, OBJ. But yeah, Matthew Stafford, I, I thought last year might have been his year to win that award, but. Again, in the NFC West, where I think they should probably be the betting favorites to win that division. And again, you still have um, Sean McVay there as the as the head coach. Now he kind of has that monkey off his back after they won the Super Bowl. Um, You know, Matthew Stafford I think is interesting as well. Um, Next quarterback on the list here is I think this might be another big sexy pick. It's going to be Russell Wilson, the newest quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And I've been trying to get on the Russell Wilson to win this MVP award. I don't don't think it was last year, but the year before that, in the 2020 season, I believe, he got off to an absolutely fantastic start in the first six games of the regular season. And he was, I think he did uh, get to being the front runner, but then they completely changed their offense where they started running the ball more and they took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands. Now going over to a team with great wide receivers. We're talking about Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, they have a great backfield. Um is this going to be the year Rod where we see Russell Wilson? I know it's cliche, but is he finally going to be able to cook?
1: Well, and I this was one of the guys that I had targeted when we initially talked about MVPs and and who we actually thought were were the favorites and I I had a sneaky feeling that Russell Wilson may work his way into that conversation. That season you were talking about, he threw for 4212 yards, 40 touchdowns. So, you know, that yeah. that was a good year for them, 12 and 4 were the the Seahawks that year. So, you know, here's the thing about Russell Wilson. He's always been there. Like everybody talks every single season about Russell Wilson factoring into the MVP mix by the end of the year. Every year he ends with solid numbers, you know, 4,000 yards in in countless seasons with one, two, three, four, four seasons of 4,000 yards. So, you know, last season obviously was a down year for him. Uh, But it was a down year for the entire team. You know, he had 3,113 yards, 25 touchdowns. So, yeah, he wasn't going to factor in the mix there. But now, now I think he finally gets turned loose. Now I think this is a Denver team that wanted Russell Wilson because they wanted Russell Wilson. They wanted him to be able to be the quarterback that he could never fully be in Seattle for whatever reason. And so now they get, and they're going to just say, look, Russ, this is your team. Mm -hmm. Do with it as you will. Make us better. And I think that's going to make him better. And yeah, I have a feeling that this is at the end of the year, we're going to be really seriously talking about Russell Wilson in that MVP mix.
0: Yeah. And you bring in a, the offense was the offensive coordinator of the green Bay Packers, right? Nathaniel Hackett, their new head coach that they brought in coming in from green Bay, where they had Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. And now I think that connection between uh, uh, coach Hackett and Russell Wilson it, it, I'm not saying it's gonna be a mirror image of what they did in green Bay, but again, Russell Wilson has that capability of being that quarterback. And like you mentioned that 2020 year where he had 40 touchdowns with this offense, I think that he's fully capable of, of doing that and repeating that. So 15 to one, I kind of do like Russell Wilson this year. I think that's some, uh, a number that I do want to get down on. Um, Quickly here, uh, before we get into the favorites, Joe Burrow at 12 to 1 and Justin Herbert at 12 to 1. Joe Burrow, you know, he had a fantastic year again, coming back from the ACL injury he suffered in his rookie year, got all the way to the Super Bowl, um, had the weapons around him, you know, with Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. um, You know, we talk about their backfield as well. At 12 to 1, especially in that AFC North Division, he kind of has that it factor you know, when we talk about with quarterbacks, you know, he has that swag. He has that it factor um, at 12, to one, I feel like this for me is a little short, but what do you think about Joe Burrier for MVP? I think it's short as well.
1: I, I would take him at a little deeper odds. Cause again, even, even guys like Derek Carr, I, I think maybe I would, I would put him, I know it's a not popular opinion, but like, yeah, yeah I, I don't know for me, Joe Burrow, I, I could see him finishing as an MVP especially if the Bengals do end up making it back again. And this time maybe winning the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, uh, Cause again, he's going to have the same cast of characters around him that he had last year. And and I think he can make a, a run for it, but you know, this is just how much do you want to bet on, on the front runners? You know?
0: Yeah. And Joe Burrow, I mean, he had a great season last year, right? I mean, he was, yeah, 70, he was the only quarterback that had a completion percentage of 70, uh, 70 plus percent. 4,600 passing yards. I think the one thing that really did help, held him back was two categories where he was uh, the quarterback that was sacked the most last season at 51. Because we know that offensive line was not very good for this team last year. He still threw for 34 touchdowns. I think the downfall for him is really going to be getting those interceptions that because he did have 14 last year, which again really affected his QBR, which were only, which was only at 54.3. Where you know Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, we're at 61, 69.1 and 68.1 as number one and two. So again, when we talk about quarterbacks, I need to get those uh, guys like Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow and getting, and even Derek Carr throw into that conversation as well, getting those interceptions down. If they do want to get that MVP, because again, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that never will have more than seven, eight interceptions in a season and Tom Brady as well. We can throw into that conversation as well. The other guy that I did mention in the 12 to one range, I think this is another, another big sexy pick because of his
1: big arm is Justin Herbert. Um, Rod, what do you think about Justin Herbert here at 12 to one? 5,000 yards last season, 38 touchdowns. He's good. I mean, Justin Herbert is another one of those good quarterbacks that you cannot deny the guy's talent. The problem is the team around him is not necessarily as good as it should be to put himself in the mix with all the rest of the big names because that Chargers team I don't even know that it's going to make the playoffs again this year so it's, wow. it's okay you know I, I look it's a good team i mean you but that the problem is is that they're they're, they're in a very always, tough division exactly and they're yeah. one or two plays away from actually winning ball games they finished 9 and 8 last year so it wasn't you know it was a, a pretty disappointing season for them all the way around just from a, a record standpoint because on paper, they should be a, a far better team than they are, yeah. and you know, again, it, it's just frustrating to have certain situations take that away from you. And again, those numbers that we talked about are are MVP ish numbers, mm-hmm. but like you had said, you got to have the team that makes the playoffs and the even the conference championships to get there. And if you don't, doesn't matter what you have.
0: Yeah, I mean, like it's, like I said, like we're talking when I talked about the last. Po- for uh, MVP winners, they've been the number one seed in their conference. Do so we see the Chargers being that number one seed? I'm not sure. And again, we're not even sure that they get are even going to be able to win their division uh, or even get into double-digit victories because this division it's just so good and it's just going to be so crazy to see when these teams go head-to-head uh, and when they play these division games next season, it's going to be crazy. So Justin Herbert, I understand that 12-1, but I, I think the, the things that we talk about with, with the victories and, and being a are they going to be able to be the number one seed? I'm not sure that they are going to be able to. Um, getting into some of the favorites here as we kind of uh, get to the end of the list, uh, we have Aaron Rodgers at 10 to 1 and Tom Brady at 9 to 1 here. Uh, Rod Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay, we know they can win the games, but how much of an effect? I think the big question is going to be is that how much of an effect is a departure of Devontae Adams going to have on this offense? for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, because they I know they drafted a, a, a wide receiver in the second round, but the connection that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams had for the past several years, I think that this is where, it, I, I think this might be a little setback for the offense and especially for Aaron Rodgers. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: You're taking it away a guy that caught 123 passes for 1500 yards and 11 touchdowns out of his offense yeah you, you think about the yardage that he had that uh, Aaron Rodgers had last year take away 15 well look take away s- 700 of that 600 of that because sure. I mean again that's whoever is going to replace him is not going to get that that 1500 yards so that's not even a get him close mm-hmm. to the yardage or the the anything that he needs and and look Aaron Rodgers. Again, we already talked about it. Probably didn't even deserve to win last year's MVP, right. yet he got it. So, yep. I, if you if you really chip away even more at that, the the, the argument for him to win it this year is going to be even harder than it was last year. I mean, right now
0: they're starting or or their depth chart at wide receivers is going to be Evan Lazard, Christian Watson that they drafted in the second round, and Sammy Watkins. They do get Robert Tunyon back, but. Uh, that's just not pretty for me, Rod. I mean, when you had Devonte Adams there, a, a easily a top three wide receiver in the league, I think that's a huge step back for him. And I, I, I understand why the odds are hard because it is Aaron Rodgers. He's won this award what four times now. But I think this is going to be the. It's going to have a huge effect not having Devonte Adams there. So I think we're both not sold on Aaron Rodgers winning it this year. Uh, the next name, three games left here. Tom Brady, nine to one. Uh, I wish this was outside of ten to one. Um, you know, at least on win bed, at nine to one. <sighs> Tom Brady in my eyes should have won sword last year. I know we discussed it, but they pretty much bring the same guys back, right? I believe Gronk is gonna be back on this team. You get a Chris Godwin back, you're gonna have Mike Evans. The offense is still the same. Um, obviously, no Bruce Arians anymore, but it's pretty much gonna be the the keys to the end or the keys to the offense is in Tom Brady's hands nine to one. I wish it was at 10 to one. Maybe I would dabbled a little bit, but what do you think about Tom Brady
1: here? He's got to deal with Fox waiting for him at the end of his. He's got a chair in the booth waiting yeah. for him when his <laughs> career is over. And I think that's this year come hell or high water, whatever happens this year. I mean, I got to think I, he's keeps saying unfinished business, but how many times is he going to roll himself back out on the field mm-hmm. if he doesn't get it done this year? Yeah. But what I will say is that I have a feeling that it's going to happen this year. If we've learned nothing about Tom Brady, I, I don't even want, want to read his numbers off to you because everybody else on every other show in the world has read every single number of Tom Brady. But yeah. what you got to know about Tom Brady is that this year he's going to leave it all out there. Cause I have a feeling that this really is going to be his last. And you, yeah. you saw the best of Tom Brady last year. Mm-hmm. Get it, get ready for another ride like that because He is not going to hold anything back in his uh, He wants to go out on top. Yeah. If if anybody can do it, it's going to be Tom Brady. And should that happen? You better expect those numbers to follow. And, you know, how can you not give Tom Brady the MVP, especially if they win out and win the Super Bowl in his very last season ever? Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, he wants to live on a leave on that high note, you know, kind of like what I think Peyton Manning did when he wanted with uh, with the Denver Broncos. Um, so John Elway with the Broncos. too. Yeah, John Elway as well. So um, Tom Brady, nine to one, um, a little intriguing. there. the two guys remaining on the top of the list. Patrick Mahomes at plus seven fifty. Obviously, the big thing with Patrick Mahomes. Not having Tyreek Hill there, but uh, they brought in Juju. I think this might be a good bounce back year for Juju. Um, I know he had a rough season with the Steelers, and he his season ended early with an injury. But going to a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, I think the you know he deleted his TikTok apparently, so he's kind of all in about being with the Kansas City Chiefs and, and really you know proving himself. Um, <coughs> Mahomes he won the year, uh, sorry, the award, won the award previously. Again, in a division where other teams did get better around them, did the Chiefs take a step back? I'm not sure. We'll see that, but he still has Travis Kelsey. You still have Juju. You still, you're, you're, you're Patrick freaking Mahomes. I mean, at plus seven fifty, Rod, can you talk me out of it? Or are you buying into this?
1: I, I'm no, I'm going to talk you out of it. I, okay. I don't think that, that there's value in that bet. No, to be with yeah. you, uh, one and two. You're right that it's not really a huge step back for Tyreek. But I mean, look, it, it, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, but the yeah. problem is, is that the team around him, uh, I, again, I don't know that it, 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 the last couple of years, the league has figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. you take away Tyreek or you take away Tyreek and you make them try to run the ball and, and they're going to, they're going to fold. So
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. That, look, are the Chiefs going to be great this year? Of course, because that's just the way they are. But I, I'm, I'm not sure that it's going to be a good enough performance from Mahomes to win the MVP, yeah, don't don't get me twisted and say that I'm telling that Patrick Mahomes is a bad quarterback. He's still an elite quarterback, but I don't think he's going to end the, the year with an MVP uh, uh trophy in his his case.
0: No, I, I again, I still think he is the best quarterback in the league, right? But at plus seven fifty, it, you it's kind of going to see because this offense is going to be different without Tyree Hill. I know they added MBS Marcus Valdez Scanley from the Packers. But, I'm sorry, they brought in Juju, like I mentioned, but again. It's just going to be different for him. And uh, it, it, and again, in that division, we talked about we've pounded on this on this division because it's just going to be so good next year when you have quarterbacks like Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, even Derek Carr. I, you know, I think Derek Carr gets a lot of disrespect, but I think he's still a good quarterback. These teams are going to beat up on each other. And are we sure that Kansas City is going to win this division? I'm not sure about that either because they could get in as a wild card, you know, wild card team. And I'm not sure even if they do finish as a number one seed um, in the AFC. I could completely follow my face here on May 10th that they come out and win 13, 14 games behind Patrick Mahomes, having a, I don't know, a 6,000 yard season. It, it, I mean, it, it, he's that type of quarterback, but at plus 750, I just can't get behind that right now. And then the last quarterback at the top of the list at six to win overall on WinBed uh, Rod is going to be Josh Allen. I did have Josh Allen last season for MVP. Um, He had a great year last year, but it wasn't just, it wasn't as good as what Tom Brady had last year or Aaron Rodgers. Um, What do you think about Josh Allen being the, you know, betting favorite here at six to one to win the MVP next year?
1: I feel like it's interesting because again, I I, I feel like Tom Brady should have been the odds on favorite. Like that, that narrative almost writes itself, but I can understand why, people would try to go with, with Josh. I mean, look, the, the bills were good 11 and six. They finished the the season. They played a very tough schedule and they, they came out pretty much clean on the other end. Uh, But again, for, for what we're looking at, when we looked at guys like uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Tom Brady, he had fit our Allen had 15 interceptions last season, right? 36 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. That's a number that he's got to clean up. And, and I don't know, where that versus even what we looked at, uh, farther down the list stacks up, you mm-hmm. know, like a guy, like even Lamar Jackson is longer odds than Josh Allen. Is it because the bills are better than the Ravens? I, you know, it's it really, it's a, it's a toss up of, of what you what you value in, in a favorite. Yeah. I, I mean, can we pencil
0: them in as the winner of that AFC? So I think it's going to be, I mean, that race did come down to the final couple of weeks there between the Patriots and the uh, Buffalo Bills, they did get that win. I think it was on their home field where they kind of created that separation, but are they going to be able to get that number one seed in the AFC is a question for me, for this team. And again, the possibility is there for sure. And how much of an effect of not having Brian Dable there anymore is going to have on this team, right? And I think that's a question for me as well, but I still think that Buffalo it's going to be great this, this this coming season. I expect them back them to be back in the AFC Championship again next season. Um, but again, for me at six to one, I, I, I'm not sure I can take that. I, I, I'm, I'm a huge Josh Allen guy. I've had him on my fantasy team. He's been great, uh, but I'm just not there with him to be MVP at, at at a six to one price. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think that's too steep for me.
0: Yeah. All right, Rod, let's do this. Let's take one last break here. We went through the entire list. We'll identify a couple guys, maybe a a short odds guy that we'd like to win the MVP, and maybe a, a longer shot guy. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sources, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase all you have to do is visit athletic, athleticgreens.com/sgp again that is athleticgreens.com/sgp to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance And we're also brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands, even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, and even devices like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, it's what we do here. We, we make picks on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, on the PropCast so we're going to give you a couple picks here that we do like on in May for MVP for the regular season. Rod, I'm going to kick it to you, man. We, we usually do like do locks and dogs, but obviously we can't give a lock for an MVP. But give me a couple guys here that you, you want to put a couple dollars on to win the MVP next year. If you're like a short-hard guy, a short-odds guy, or a long-odds guy, what do you got for us?
1: Well, okay, we're, we'll go with the long-odds guy. We'll, we'll start there. Uh, right. and, and we talked about him. We talked about Derek Carr. And yeah. and I, I, I wonder if the Devontae Adams effect – can help out Derek Carr in a situation where at 30 to one, uh, you can get some value off of this guy because Derek Carr is, I just feel like he's been one explosive wide receiver one away from being that kind of a quarterback Cause we saw it at Fresno state. Like, I mean, yeah. again, that's why he ended up going to the Raiders when he did is because he proved at Fresno state that he is uh, a quarterback that can be among the best in the league. So now you pair him up with this college guy. Now you pair him up with a, a, a guy that's 1,500 yards and set the league on fire. So let's see what that does. And, and again, I think a 30-1, to one, that's great value on, on, a, on a quarterback that has no place to go but up, to be honest with you. And like you said, if he can get those interceptions down, we're looking at an entirely new story. You Give him a couple more touchdowns here and there, and, and he's writing a new chapter in his book.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. That was going to be my long shots by Derek Carr. I mean, I think the Devante Adams thing is huge for them. You know, you bring in a a, a receiver that had what you said, 123 catches, 1,500-plus receiving yards, a, a red zone target. A, you know, you got you get down to the goal line, you're going to be looking for a guy like Devante Adams um, to get you those touchdowns. And I, I think that having Devante Adams is really going to help Derek Carr. But um, at 30-1, to one, I do like this as the uh, long shot in this range. Um another guy I'll throw out there, not as long as 30 to one. Um, Cause there's a couple guys up on the list. I do like Lamar Jackson at 18 to one. I, I really do like that as well. Um, you know, being in a division where they can come out and win this division. Like we talked about the, the controversy or what's going to go on with Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield question marks there. You know, everybody talks about the Super Bowl hangover for teams that lose. I, I, I'm I, not a believer in it, at least for the Cincinnati team, because they are young, and I think they're just going to come out even more hungry um, with, with, with at least winning the division. Pittsburgh, again – Mitchell Trubisky, I don't think they're going to be able to win that division. Um, and I think there's going to be a team that can come out and get 12, 13 wins. And again, they were riddled by injuries last year, like we talked about. So I think Lamar Jackson, if he's able to take a step up in his passing yards, if he gets to 1,000 rushing yards in a, in a season, that's only going to help his resume as being a an MVP, right? Let's say that he goes out and throws for 4,000 know, passing yards and gets 1,000 rushing yards. I think that's going to look great to voters that, hey, they won the division. He threw for four thousand yards. He also had a thousand rushing yards, and they possibly end up as a number one seed. It's I think it's very possible. Uh, so I do like uh, Lamar Jackson eighteen to one, and the other guy I think we probably have agreement on both of us is going to be here for me is Russell Wilson at fifteen to one as well. Um, you know I, I think this is going to be the year where you know Denver brought him in for a reason. They're going to come out and just let him do what he what we know he can do with throwing those forty touchdowns like he did in that twenty twenty season. Has great weapons around him. And I think that defense is also going to be good as well because I think they're going to be able to pile up the wins. You are bringing a, a offensive-minded head coach as well with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, I think that this team is really gonna give the Kansas City Chiefs and the and those other teams in that division a run for their money to win this division. So Russell Wilson for me at 15 to one and Lamar Jackson at 18 to one. Um, do you have anybody else that you kind of want to throw out there?
1: I, Russell Wilson, you're right. We're in agreement. That was the one that I was going to hammer on to the most because I, I feel like just like you said, he's got the most potential. And and really, it's just a, a matter of can we see him do it is what we're looking at this year. Yeah,
0: I like the way that we also talked about Tom Brady. And I do want to throw a couple bucks bucks down on him as well, because. I think we're both agreeing that this may be his final season in the NFL, that he's just going to leave it out, out, out there. And I like need to new mention that he has unfinished business, pretty much the same team is going to be back around and the offensive weapons and things like that. And, you know, Tampa Bay really hasn't been known as a running team. I know they have Leonard Fournette and, and, and those guys in the backfield, but when you have Tom Brady in the weapons, you're going to want to come out and throw the ball. We've seen that over the last two seasons, um, for this team with Tom Brady as a quarterback. I think he should have won it. lost last year. I feel like he, he probably feels like he got robbed of that MVP. Um, but I think this might be a season, like you mentioned, that it might be the final season for Tom Brady, that he does win this regular season MVP. And again, we know Tampa Bay is fully capable of coming out and winning that division in the NFC South, where we know Atlanta's not going to be good. Um, new Orleans is the big question mark. I mean, what are you going to get a Jameis at that point with a new, new head coach that is very defensive-minded? And Carolina, I don't think that they're going to be very good either because they'll have question marks on the quarterback. So it's really Tampa Bay that's going to win that division. And How many wins do they pile up to possibly get a number one seed to help that resume for Tom Brady? So I think this might be a year where Tom Brady does get that award as well or should be in consideration to get the award.
1: At the very least. Again, yeah. the the story writes itself. Yeah.
0: All right, Rod. Anything else as far as MVP odds? Any guys you want to throw out there? Anything else that you... Um, we may have missed you want to throw out there to our listeners.
1: No, other than the fact that you are the MVP and I don't care what the odds are, I'm betting on you
0: to win also. <laughs> I appreciate it, my man. Yeah. So for our prop guests, I know I know we've been, I've been lacking a little bit here, a little bit, but, you know, me and Rod, we're going to get Dan on when he can. I know he's a very, very busy man. We're trying to grind out, you know, some of these awards, um, you know, going through the awards market for MVP. We'll get into some more discussions, uh, you know, throughout the weeks as we, and sooner and later, sooner than later, we're going to be here. We're going to be doing division previews. And things like that, and as uh, as well as season long player props. And before we know it, Rod, the season's going to be here, my man. But thank you so much, man. This was a lot of fun. We went a little long, but I like you, me and you know we can sit here and talk for hours upon hours about any type of sports. But um, let the people know where they can find you and and all the pods and all the work that you're doing for SGPN, my man.
1: All right. Well, find everything I do at the SGPN on this on the website Sports Gambling Podcast or yeah Sports Follow the uh, Fantasy Football Podcast on the app, the NASCAR Podcast on the app, the soon to be CFL Podcast on the app. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Gomez, where you can find all my other S- non SGPN related stuff. Uh, but yeah, man, just uh, follow me on Twitter. That's the best place at Gomez. Catch everything I do. Uh, I always post it there.
0: Yeah, a lot of great stuff happening on SGPN. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, make sure to do that. Go to your Google Play Store or the App Store. Just type in SGPN. You'll see the. Believe it's black and white. Uh, I don't know why I keep on saying black and red because the logo is actually black and red. But but whatever it is, you'll see the SGPN in red letters. Do us a favor, download it, and please, if you haven't left us a review on the podcast, please do so. I really appreciate if you guys can do that. Help us uh, on the show and growing it out, but. Definitely looking forward to more pods about the NFL throughout the offseason. Again, we'll be here for NBA uh, as the playoffs uh, keep going. So we're going to try to fire it up here on the propcast um, going forward with either myself and Rod for sure. And then uh, when Dan is available as well. So Rod, thank you so much for joining me, man. We'll be back in some capacity next week till then. Good luck with all your betting. Let's break these books off and let it ride.